This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome in to another edition of the Players' Lounge, sponsored by Heels for Life in collaboration with Inside Carolina. Uh, I'm Tommy Ashley. That's Joey Powell. Our special guest today is Mr. Willie Lampkin. get started want to talk a little bit about uh healsforlife.org for you um everybody's talked about nil in the college football landscape well this is the north carolina tar heel version heels for life is a way you can get involved support your favorite teams support your favorite favorite players um it is the number one collaborative effort and uh, deal for north carolina football it's not just about money, though. These guys have provided opportunities to go out and help the community and share their gifts with others. Um, it's forms of community service and all. And Graham Boone and Jacob Price and all those folks at Hills for Life are just knocking it out of the park. We talked to Nate McCollum last week. He talked about being able to give back to the community for which comes out and supports him on game days. So let's get rolling. Like I said, that's Joey Powell. Willie, how you doing? Doing great, doing great. This is going to be a fun show, Willie, because this is you're the you're the first offensive lineman and the third transfer that we've talked to. We talked to Amari Gaynor. Uh, we talked to Nate McCollum last week, like I was saying. So I'm going to ask you the the ultimate transfer question: What's it been like being the old guy that's new <laughs> to Chapel Hill? It's been different, you know. Uh, you know, I was at Coastal Carolina for so long, and I'm having to come here and you know, uh, start, you know, start off fresh and start off new. At first it was a little different, you know, a little difficult, but, you know, you know, I, you know, I'm starting to love it more and it, it's definitely going to be a great season ahead. When you were, uh, so you were at Coastal and I'm, and we're going to go all the way back. I'll let Joey take it all the way back to the beginning, <laughs> but, but when you were at Coastal and, and I want folks to understand how this transfer portal works, folks that watch these, um, fans and whatnot, they see a player go in the portal and then see that, see that player commit somewhere. Yeah. Can you talk about what it was like for you? You were a mainstay at Coastal. You mentioned that. You, you're basically a legendary offensive line at Coastal Carolina. Uh-huh. Um, had a lot of, you know, garnered a lot of awards, did all that stuff. And then you decide to enter the portal. Can you sort of walk us through that process and what made you decide to do that and then how you ultimately got to Carolina? Um, with there being so many changes, you know, uh, the head coach and like he, he had uh, went to Liberty and a majority of the coaches on that staff, they had went to Liberty. Um, you know, it was it was a, a decision that I had to make. You know, it was it was a tough decision, you know, leaving the guys that I, you know, worked with every single day, you know, grinded with every single day, you know, chilled with, you know, they're my they're my brothers. You know, it was it was hard to leave them, but it was a, it was a decision that had to be made. And you know, a decision that is going to help better my career. 
And, um, you know, the transfer portal, I didn't like, I didn't expect myself to, you know, leading into my junior year, I didn't expect myself to, you know, um, enter the portal, but entering the portal, it was very, it was very different. Cause it was like, as soon as you enter your name in the portal, you're not even on the team no more. So it's like, <laughs> it's like, um, it, it was, it was very different. Like, but you know, uh, being in the portal, it was, it was okay. You know, you get a lot of attention from different colleges and stuff like that. But, uh, I say coming to North Carolina, um, it was a quick decision, you know, uh, you know, they have great coaches. Mac, coach Mac Brown is a great coach. Um, and one of my coaches from high school, he's on the staff as well. So that was, you know, very, very helpful in getting here. Willie, you talked about high school for you and, and you grew up in Florida. And everybody knows about uh, how many D1 players that Florida produces and how rich of a talent field it is. I mean, Tommy and Don talked about that on on their show last week, just about how many big time recruits come from the state of Florida. Mm-hmm. What was your earliest memory and when did you realize that, hey, football is going to be a thing for me? Um, I say when I was uh, when I went to Lakeland High School, I was 16 years old at the time. I just transferred in um, like I was playing at this other high school called Mulberry High School, but I transferred like I, I was starting as a freshman at Mulberry, but I really wasn't sure if football was for me because I was wrestling at, at the time and uh, I was going to give up uh, football just to wrestle and uh, football was, wasn't was really my thing anymore. So I went to Lakeland High School and I was like, let me try this football thing out one more time because Lakeland High School is a is a great high school, you know, mm-hmm. and they get their players seen and they win games. So, you know, uh, I was like, let me just try this thing out. And the first day of practice, I, I, I had a great practice and Ever since then, football has been my thing, and and I, I knew I knew I could go D one, and uh, I could you know reach heights and you know inspire people. So I was actually talking with uh, somebody last week, and he's got a son that plays locally and plays offensive line. He's a big kid. He's he's got similar measurables to you, and, and we were joking about the fact that high school coaches, <laughs> if you weigh more than about two twenty in high school, you're going to play O line. Yeah. Whereas the you know. <laughs> You actually are a guy that that played on the O line and kind of stuck there and has turned into a you know an all conference lineman. We saw your your accolades in the Sun Belt. And now you're transferring to North Carolina with with big aspirations to play. Was O line kind of always a thing for you? Kind of combined with that little edge from wrestling, or did you just you were just a big guy and just decided to be good where they put you? So I always played offensive line, but I wanted to play linebacker when I was younger. So, but I got too fat, so I had to play. <laughs> I, I was way too fat, so I had to play online. And uh, I always like always played guard like throughout high school. Like I was playing, I was playing defensive line my freshman year, offensive line as well. Then I was playing, um, I played linebacker and left guard. <laughs> <laughs> That's a heck of a pair. <laughs> and then uh, I transferred to Lakeland, and I just I was playing offensive line mostly, and then you know switching to defensive line on goal line stuff like that, but. Offensive line has always been, you know, I, I love I love the technical aspect and the grind aspect from playing offensive line because, you know, not anyone can just play offensive line. Anyone can play, go play defensive line and, you know, be spectacular, you know. But at offensive line, it's going to take the grind, it's going to take the passion, and it's going to take, you know, that work ethic to be great. We're talking with Willie Lampkin, North Carolina offensive lineman. Uh, Willie, we talked to Mac Brown back in January. I got a chance to talk to you as well. Um, right after you arrived at Carolina, 
and I said I wasn't going to ask the most asked question, but I got to <laughs> ask it. Uh, Mac Brown, when he talked about you, he said two things that stood out to me. He said, one, he talked about your wrestling career, and I want you to sort of talk about the mindset you need there. But Mac also said um, something to the effect that Willie's not the biggest guy. He's probably not the strongest guy. But if he's not starting, then somebody else or other players have gotten a whole lot better because he's that kind of guy that's going to make you work for every inch you get. Can you sort of talk about that mindset growing up? I mean, that's not something that just started for you. Um, can you talk about the mindset of doing what you have to do to get to the top of the heap from an early age when you got into football and then progressed to Lakeland? Like I'll say, um, as, a, as a kid, you know, been through so much adversity, you know, you have to just keep going, keep going. You can't, you know, look back at the past and, you know, dwell on the past. You just have to keep going. And um, I say wrestling has, you know, helped me to, you know, understand I have to keep working. If I don't keep working, I'll definitely get – I'll definitely get beat. So, for example, like I've seen, I've seen a three-time state champ get beat by a, a regular guy, you know, and and that's one thing I would never want to happen to me because it's like, if 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 I don't if I don't keep working, if I don't keep trying to you know push and advance my my skill set, my uh, my double, my blast double, I don't I don't keep working at the things that I that I'm good at. Somebody's gonna catch up, and that's one thing that I would never want somebody to catch up because when you when you get caught up, you caught up. And you know, you never know what could happen. So, rest. I'll say wrestling has definitely, you know, helped me to understand that I have to keep excelling, keep excelling, keep excelling. You know, to to stay at the top. Everybody talks about the forty-seven and those senior year. You were forty-six and four, if I'm looking at it correctly. Your junior year. Yes. Um, what do you remember about the losses? Like <laughs> everybody talks about, you always remember the bad stuff. But I mean. Four losses in two years, almost a hundred wins. What happened, man? How, how you lose four times? So, so, uh, so, Someone, so wait, wait. Mister Fuji <laughs> came in and like threw threw the salt in your face or something, right? <laughs> so, uh, my junior year of high school, I didn't wrestle. I didn't wrestle for like a like a long time, and I, I had I, I was working at the time. So, I got back, finished the finished the football season. I was like, I was thinking, yeah. Go, this is going back to this is going back to my work ethic. I felt like I was like, oh yeah, I'm I'm I've arrived. I just won state championship in football, so let's 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 see let's see. Uh, and and I got whooped. I got whooped real bad. And uh, I was like, oh, I gotta work harder. I can't I can't be out here getting beat, no sir. So you know, I decided you know after that I lost. I think I went four and three the first tournament of the season my junior year. I got put in the cradle too, man. I was like, oh no, this is crazy. <laughs> this, I was like, this is crazy. No way somebody's put me in the cradle. So I I talked to my mom. I was like, I was like, there's no way I'm losing right now. So she was like, you, you gotta start putting in the work. So you know, I had I had to start putting in the work, you know, to to see those to see those victories. If you don't put that work in, especially in wrestling, you, you you're not gonna win, never gonna be great. So I made a I made a Mr. Fuji joke earlier, but I want to reiterate to folks: this is Olympic style wrestling. This is not uh, Dusty Rhodes bionic elbow style wrestling <laughs> that 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 Willie was a champion at. Willie, help folks understand the connection between wrestling and, and offensive line because I think a lot of coaches generally, if they if you have a chance to take a wrestler, uh, somebody that's that especially somebody that's been as successful as you were at it. They're going to take that wrestler because so much of it translates, specifically on the line. 
but help yeah. folks understand, you know, the footwork angle and, and the balance angle, how much of that connects with you playing offensive line in, in division one. Oh, I'll say um, it, it connects because it's like, um, you know, wrestling football, you know, it's one-on-one. Like if, if I'm blocking as an offensive lineman, I'm going to be blocking, you know, the defensive line one-on-one. And um, like I'll say, it helps with your leverage, staying low, having good pad level. Because if I get too high in wrestling, oh, I'm on my back. I'm going right to my back. That's the easy, that's the easy pin, you know. And um, I'll say with the balance aspect, you know, it helps you keep showing your feet. Uh, in wrestling, I don't want to have my feet, you know, in, in the ground. If I have my feet in the ground, I'm definitely going to get ankle picked. So it helps me, you know, keep my feet moving, keep my feet moving and stuff like that. And um, especially with, like, the hand movement, the hand fighting and stuff like that helping me get my hands inside and helping me help get my hands inside on the block and, you know, just finishing. I mean, if we look at your accolades and some of your film, I mean, I've seen you absolutely pancake uh, some much larger dudes. And, you know, and again, you're undersized by, by a lot of, like, NFL measurements, right? Yeah. But you've done something really well, and you've kind of found – how to be a good, if not great, offensive lineman. Again, look at your accolades. Look at the awards you won when you were at Coastal. How does that translate? Did you is it, is it just meanness? Is it the fact that that you had a lower pad level? You know, Tommy and I talk on the on the radio show a lot about you know low man wins. Is it is it something you just kind of figured out? Like, okay, this is this is the way I play offensive line. This is the way me Willie can be really good. Or is it just is this one of those things where a combination of all those seem to be working for you? I say it's a combination of everything, you know, and uh, I say my effort is what, you know, helps me to stand out because I'm, I'm not as big as, you know, as those other guys. I'm not as big as the defensive lineman and, you know, I'm undersized. So I have to do something that, you know, helps me to stand out more. And I feel like if, if I'm putting guys on their back, running guys 15, 10 yards down the field, that's something that the coaches will look at. And, and I feel like that's that's what separates me from everybody else. So let's back up a little bit. And again, we're talking to Willie Lampkin, Players Lounge, Hills for Life. Shout out to all those guys um, that have helped put this on. Appreciate Willie for joining us. Let's back up to being recruited out of high school. You mentioned Lakeland, uh, high-level football. Um, you wanted to go D1. Talk about the recruiting process that got you to Coastal. And then I want to ask you a couple questions about that Coastal career. Um, one game in particular, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm going to tease it, but I'm not going to tell you. Um, for me going to Coastal Carolina, it, I had a couple of G5 offers. I had a uh, Bowling Green, uh, App State, um, USF, a couple others. Um, but Coastal Carolina, like they just, when I took my visit, I committed as soon as I, you know, as soon as after, after the game finished, you know, I just felt like it was a great place, you know, they were building up. Um, it, and it was definitely a place that I could see myself, you know, going to. And um, I went on a visit. It was me and my mom. And we just had a great visit. It was a great atmosphere. You know, uh, the coaching staff was great. And, um, like, I was just like, let's just take a chance on Coastal Carolina, you know, because many people never even knew where Coastal even was. No, nobody even knew the name. Everybody used to call it Chance, Chance, where the sonic clears. <laughs> So, you know, I, I just took a chance and, you know, we, we went there. So tell me about um, your biggest moments and biggest memories at Coastal. The game that stands out for me is the BYU game. Yeah, that's the best night of my life, man. I swear, best night of my life. Just, just sort of talk about that because I watched it. And I know a lot of – I know a couple of your defensive guys caught some grief on social media about <laughs> the way they roughed up quarterback, but I, I kind of liked it. Um, but just sort of talk about – 
I mean, you mentioned not a lot of people know where Coastal was. Well, they did that night. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and, and that was a, a thing. Brigham Young comes all the way across the country and plays at little old Coastal. Yeah. And when I'm and folks that are listening to this, I'm doing the quotes. I'm just sort of talk about what that was like for you and that program. Uh, well, like for me, the week leading up to the game, like I, I had to get myself in a mindset is like, hey, this is the game. This is the game where I have to, you know, have to ball out because, you know, they have the crowd. You know, we, we were playing against a nose guard who was uh, going to get drafted that year. Um, the, their defense was uh, pretty good. They have the quarterback, Zach Wilson, who was very famous at the time. Um, but I'll say, like, leading up to that game, like, we didn't even think we were going to play them. It's like middle of the week. We're like, Coastal versus BYU. That don't even sound right. So, you know, it was, it was like, it was just like, it was just, it was just so different. Like, that game, that week, that atmosphere was just crazy. Like, it was, it was amazing. When you got into that game, um, and a lot of people remember, and I don't really think it was that big of an upset when you look at the two teams straight up, but mm-hmm. a lot of people think of when I say smaller schools, maybe, uh, you, you know, G5 or, or lower schools playing yeah. P5 and all that kind of yeah. stuff, or even Brigham Young. When you got into that game, when did you know that you guys could play with them? When I, like, I'll say, like, we didn't, we didn't have the, like, the best first two drives, like, it was a little bit, you know, slow for us. And then they had, they had, uh, I think at the time, I think it was like first quarter, as soon as they got on offense, they had like struck for like a 90 yard gain and scored, but it got called back. So, you know, we had to just, you know, settle down and, you know, play our game and not let, not let the crowd hype it up too much. And that's what I felt. And that's when I, I feel like second quarter, I knew we could beat those guys. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I love that Tommy brought up that game because I think that was a that was kind of a marquee welcome to to the big time yeah. moment for Coastal on a national stage for multiple reasons. You mentioned Wilson, uh, but you also mentioned you know you guys were playing that at home and it got a lot of people to pay attention to what's going on, what was going on in Conway. Mm-hmm. Will you put a lot of good things on tape uh, in, in that game and then also that season? And one of the things that jumps out is what looks like some some junkyard dog mentality, right? Like just some real <laughs> edge. Uh, Tommy and I like to talk about, you know, dogs. And, and I think that's something that North Carolina has needed is some of that nastiness. Right now, Tommy and I are talking to a guy that seems pretty cool, seems pretty jovial, seems pretty willing to discuss. What's the difference in this Willie that we've got right now and the Willie that, you know, straps on the chin strap and gets between the lines? Uh, I say I, I just I know what I have to do. I know what I have to do to, you know, reach my goal. You know, and every goal, I feel like every goal that I achieve, I have to keep going. I have to keep pushing. But when I put when I put that helmet on and 
it's, it's go time. I don't, I don't, I don't need a friend. I don't need somebody to motivate me. I have to do what I have to do. And you know, and when I put that chin strap on, it's just, it's go time. It's go time. There's, Anybody, there's your quote, Tommy. I don't need a friend. There's your quote. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> I, I, it's go time. As soon as I put that helmet on, it's go time, man. It's, it's, I don't, I don't need, I don't need to talk. Don't talk to me. I'm trying to. I, I gotta, I gotta go. I gotta go. Willie, I want to ask you now. I know how a lot of offensive linemen would answer this, but specifically, I think I, I think I'm going to throw you a good softball here, knowing where you might lead. Would you rather go one on one straight up against somebody? Or would you rather pull and have a chance to come around the corner with a full head of steam? Oh, pull for sure, pull for sure. <laughs> for sure. So tell me what's going on. All right, so we've just established that 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 Willie's got this go time mentality, and he and he's you know he's got to go handle business. Tell me how that gets ramped up a little bit when you're turning around that corner and you've got eyes on 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 your assignment. Oh, if if, if you got a chest open, he's 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 done. If he, if he's standing <laughs> up and his chest his chest open, and he, he's done. He better brace for contact. If he don't brace for contact, is is wraps is 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 done. So who had to learn that first in Chapel Hill? I'm I'm not sure. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> He's still trying, he's, he's still trying to be the old wise man, Tommy. <laughs> hey, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Well, you know, you know, some people got to learn today. And, uh, you know, we're talking about offensive line. Look, I was one of the bigger kids growing up. And in middle school, they were like, go to the offensive line. And I lasted a day. I said, I'm, I'm, I'm going to the house. Uh, we're talking with Willie Lampkin. Uh, back, talking about that, though, and you don't have to call names. But, I mean, we mentioned it earlier, and I know you're sick of hearing it. Um, but from the measurable standpoint, you are smaller. Um, yeah. How you know when you go into this and the edge you have, how much of that comes from that? From guys, you know, you see a a nose that's across from you that's you know six three three twenty five, or you know you got some other guys that are huge, and they may look at you like Brigham Young may have looked at y'all and said, mm -hmm. "These guys are little." We can handle it. How much of your edge comes from that aspect of, of, of being a little on the smaller side? Um, I'll say like, it really doesn't come like my edge doesn't come from you know people telling me that I'm too small. My edge comes from you know the adversity adversity that I have faced and the, the where I want to get to in life. Because I know if I'm just playing you know you know without an edge, especially being a short guy, I'm just another offensive lineman. I don't I, I don't want to be just considered as another offensive lineman. I want to be considered you know as a great. I don't want to just be um oh he was just out there as an average offensive lineman. I want to be you know I want I want to be considered you know a great player um you know with great work ethic and he you know a great guy. But I know uh I know what you mean though like as undersized as an undersized offensive lineman you know we have to work harder than you know most people. And yeah, well that yeah and that's you know you mentioned when you were wrestling that you just walked out there and said I got this and then somebody. Yeah took you down um t talk about you got to carolina in january um what was kind of the welcome to carolina football moment for you either on the field or off or both I i'd be interested to hear how you know i know what nate said i know what amari said um but they came from bigger schools too so they'd already kind of used to it a little bit what was it like for you coming into carolina being at coastal for three years I said that first practice, I was dead tired. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> like, uh, I was on punt. I was on, uh, I think, kickoff or kick, not kickoff, kickoff return, something like that. Man, it was just the pace I had to, you know, get used to the pace of the practice. 
like at Coastal, we had a we had a like I won't say a fast paced practice, but like we were on we were on the clock for like five minutes, six minute practices, like period practices. But like I just had to get used to the pace. Like the first practice, I was I was uh, dying, man. I, I can't lie, I was, I was tired. <laughs> get in here, Joey. Uh, weave us was... back to. Uh, <laughs> want to make sure back, I didn't have my want to make sure I didn't have my mute button on, man. I've been trying to be good because <laughs> the landscapers are outside here, and I want to make sure folks hear hear Willie and not the dude with the weed eater outside. Um, <laughs> Willie, do you actually like being able to have that little bit of a leverage advantage? I mean, because you know, lining up against a guy straight up, you're automatically going to be able to get under him. Is, is yeah. that something you've kind of learned to weaponize in your own favor? Um, yes, definitely stand low because I know I already have the low pad level, so it's like I'm already I'm already super low. So if if I can, you know, get under you every single time, you're definitely going to go for a ride. So so much of offensive line performance and, and whether or not they achieve the success they're looking for depends on how well the unit meshes together as a guy coming in six months ago what's your take on this this current offensive line how do you see you guys gelling as a unit do you feel like there's some things that have have molded with the new you know with the new offensive line coach do you, just give us your perspective because you have a really a, a really rare take on on how things are, are going to look this year for for the guys yeah. up front um I definitely I feel like uh, with Coach Clements as our new coach, I feel like he's definitely, you know, put us putting us in place, you know, to be to have a great year. You know, we we work on BPU. We do BPU a lot. We do BPU. Um, we go over the film. We have tests. Um, you know, I feel like and with, we have great leaders in here as well, too. So we have a uh, Corey Gaynor. We have uh, Spencer Rowley. You know, he, they all help us, you know, to stay stay on the right track. Um, I feel like I feel like this year we're going to be, you know, great. Great unit. Willie, so, tell folks tell folks what BPU is for, for those who might not know. Um blitz pass pickup. Like it's like um it's like um basically like we're basically just picking up blitzes in uh in the pass. So what's it like having a guy like Drake May playing behind you? Hey Drake Drake is he's that dude. He's that dude. I, I didn't I didn't like I've barely really watched North Carolina last year, really any. Because I was focused on, you know, where I was. But coming here, I was like, I, I didn't know Drake could throw the ball, you know, <laughs> accurate. I, I didn't, I didn't, th I didn't know. But when I got here, I was like, oh wow, he's different. He's different. When you're blocking for a guy like that, and it's not really just Drake; it's any quarterback that can move a little bit. Yeah. Have you ever, in practice, you know, you're blocking guys like Miles Murphy and Travis Shaw and Javari Ritzy and all these guys, and they. They know they're not supposed to, but they want to hit Drake. Yeah. And they'll, they'll tell you that off the record. They've uh, said it on this show. <laughs> yeah, they said it on this show. Miles Murphy said he was going after him. It didn't matter. Uh, what's it like knowing you got a you got a guy behind you that can move, but also a guy behind you that may drift a few times and get yeah. like he's not where you thought he was. Just sort of walk us through um, the mindset of being an offensive lineman for a quarterback like that. Hey, I, it really just like makes me. I have to, I have to do my job even better, you know, because I have to protect him. You know, he is, he is a great quarterback, and I don't want, I don't want him to be messed up at all. So I have to be on my p's and q's, you know. I have to, I have to block for extra. I have to block longer. I have to be stronger. I have to, you know, anchor down more. You know, whatever it takes. I, I just know I have to, you know, protect, protect the QB, protect the QB, and that, that's how I look at it. So if the quarterback, if Drake May gets hit and it's on you in practice, what's happening? I don't know. 
I, I don't know. I, hey, I'm, I'm sorry, Drake. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, Drake. It will happen again. <laughs> so we're, we're talking with Willie Lampkin. This is uh, the Players' Lounge brought to you by HeelsForLife.org. Again, Heels4Life.org. Willie, what was the biggest change? And I'm not asking you to throw Coastal under the bus. This isn't about negativity towards them. But what was the biggest difference from when you got to, to Chapel Hill from Conway? What was the – what was the? and it could be something off the field, but what was the biggest difference for you? Um, I say Chapel Hill is a lot more quieter. It's very quiet compared to uh, Coastal. Really? Yeah. You know what you said in January? You mentioned the food in January. And the food, and the food. Wait, 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 wait. Let's, let's, okay, so let's follow that. What's, what's different about the I know we don't have a Calabash Seafood on Franklin Street, and that, that is one of the town's biggest, one of the town's biggest glaring misses. But what's, what does that mean for you? Tell me about your, your, your discrepancies in the food from, from Conway I here. I can't find any Jamaican spots. Um, I can't find any Jamaican spots in Chapel Hill. Um, I've been to, I've been to some I like I like breakfast I I just been to uh, Breadman's Breadman's is pretty good, um, Fly Biscuit is really good as well, um, well uh, I haven't really been to I haven't really been to that many food spots in Chapel Hill. What's training table like at Carolina versus at Coastal Carolina? Um, I say it's it's a little bit better it's a little bit better, <laughs> it's a little bit better more food though more food more food. What uh. So what'd you do for fun off the field down there? I mean, I know what I'd have been doing. I'd have been getting crispy on the beach. But, <laughs> but what did you do uh, at Coastal for fun? And what you what you been trying to do for fun at North Carolina in Chapel Hill? Um, I say I fished. I fished sometimes. Uh, I watched movies and stuff like that. I, you know, I chill with the guys, play video games with some of my teammates, stuff like that. I really do the same thing here. I haven't really been fishing as much as I used to go fishing at Coastal, but um, but like I really do the same things. Play. I, I started playing video games more a little bit here than I was at Coastal, but same thing. Really the same. What are we, what are we playing on video games? Uh, man, I've been I've been so bored. I've been playing like Star Wars. <laughs> I've been hey. playing, uh Madden. Um, I play 2K sometimes. But I don't have 2K, but I play against my. Friends and teammates and stuff like that. Who have you connected with? Who have you connected with the most since you got here, Willie? Like, who's your? If if you and and say two or three other guys are going somewhere, who's your first three calls? Um, probably Elijah, uh, Amari Gaynor, uh, Antavius Lane, Armani. Oh man, a tra- transfer guys got their own little uh, got their own Cole. little connection there. All right, <laughs> I know. What, y- y'all got y'all's own apartment complex out there to transfer you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Willie, help us, help us learn too. Like if, if this is, and this has been the fun question. So I want to give credit to, to VIP on this. Taylor Ripless always asks this question. So I'll ask it in his absence. If you get control of the ox in the locker room, what, what what's, uh, what's going to pop up on the rotation? I, I gotta, I have to play some Kodak Black. That's my favorite rapper right now. He's my favorite rapper out right now. Uh, but my favorite rapper of all time is Kanye West. Oh. The old, the old Kanye, the old Kanye. The old Kanye before he went crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I'll definitely play some Kodak Black. That's my favorite rapper right now. All right. What's uh, more fun stuff? You mentioned watching TV, watching movies. Um, if you were saying, let's go to the movies, what what, what are we trying to check out? Uh, you know, you're an action guy. You're like a, com- a comedy guy. What, what's Willie Lampkin like? Uh, so I just went and watched the new Spider-Man, which is, it was a really good movie. I can't lie. It was a really good movie. But, uh, 
I like action. I like. I really like everything. I, I like everything. I can watch anything. So let me. You you hit on something that's close to my heart, right? You said fishing. Describe your ideal fishing day, if you're in uh if you're at the coast, if you're if you're down in Conway still, because it's much different. Yeah. Are we on the beach? beach versus, are we in a boat? Yeah, help us understand. That's a good. We're question. not at University Lake. We're just ideal fishing day for for Willie. Uh, I've never I've been on a boat, but I've never been like on a boat fishing or stuff like that. But I say ideal day. I say like go out about like I say eleven o'clock. You know, just walking around in a little a little pond, you know, with the guys, some of my homeboys uh, from back at the coast, and really just like a little not not too hot, not too hot, a little breeze, a little breeze. <laughs> uh, got got some drinks, got some drinks out there too, um, you know, and just and just you know just throwing the cast and just catching some stuff. Do we eat what we catch? Uh, no, nah, I just gotta throw it back into the pond. Okay, just right. checking. I mean, if Tommy, this comes out of salt water, you can eat it. But pond, yeah. no. University Tommy, Lake, I don't know if that's still a thing in Chapel Hill. We used to go fishing all the time at University Lake. Um, but, I, you know, that's a long, long time ago. That was before you were born, actually. So I, I, need, I do need some fishing, uh, fishing spots out here. I don't know where to go. I've been trying to search everywhere, but I don't know where to go. Check on uh, University yeah. Lake. I mean, if that's still a thing, yes. I don't see why it shouldn't be. Okay. University Lake, and there's a there's a couple of farm ponds in the Chapel Hill area. If if you know the right folks, we'll see if we can't point you in the right direction there. Tommy, what I think I hear too is that for somebody that's listening or watching this show, that's got a nice offshore rig, they need to take me and you and Willie out for some out for out for some trolling. So so we need to we need to arrange that. So whoever's listening to the show, you got a boat, take me and Tommy and Willie out, and we'll do some we'll do some damage. We'll troll for some for some Dorado or or uh or wahoo or something like that so hit, hit us up willie uh you know it's the tommy makes a good point you know if you're if you're fishing offshore you can eat just about anything you catch mm-hmm. you talked about jamaican food earlier if i've got it, it, you know you always hear the, the joke about what's my what's my death row meal right so like what's your it's your last meal on the planet all right you get to pick whatever you want you know and they'll bring it in for you what do you eat oh definitely my mom's cooking my mom is the best cook i've ever experienced uh i'll say i want some collard greens uh some macaroni cheese some fried chicken rice and uh the blueberry cornbread blueberry cornbread hold on hold on now let's 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 dig into that a little bit blueberry <laughs> cornbread we come are we talking little muffins or are we talking coming in like the cast iron skillet uh i say like little muffins or a cast iron skillet i know that's probably even better yeah it holds butter better but now i'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pick if you put either one of them in front of me right now. We're we're, we're okay. This is uh, we got we got us a country, a country fella. Yeah, you can't, you can't hide the country, Willie. <laughs> Willie, let's 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 talk about 2023 real quick before we let you get out of here. Um, you know, this is a season. North Carolina is. It's interesting when you look at the people predicting the season for North Carolina. A lot of people want to say. Um, you know, Drake May is great, but the defense is not any good. Or the defense has got to be better, and the offense might be different with Chip Lindsey and Randy Clements. Um, from an insider perspective that you've got, sort of what are some players on offense and then also on defense that are standing out to you um, that will make a difference and North Carolina fans to know, need to know about? Um, on offense, I'll say uh, Spencer Rowland, um, Corey Gaynor, Will Barnes, um, Tez Walker, Nate, he's he's a beast. Nate's a beast. Um, 
Omarion, Elijah. Um, we have a lot. I feel like everybody in offense, you know, impact player, in my opinion. On defense, I feel like um, Elijah Huzzy, lockdown. He's lockdown corner. Um, Amari Gaynor, Armani Chapman, um, Sad Gray. He's a beast. Um, power. Um, Moss Murphy. Moss Murphy is. Um, he can definitely. He can take over a game anytime. Um, KJ Hester. Um, who else? Uh, Willie, give me the like, one guy you don't want to go up against. Like, give me the one guy who you probably go up against every day in practice, and you're like, I'm just tired of this dude. I I won't say uh, anybody, but I feel like um, my biggest challenge, I feel like, is probably Miles Murphy. He's a load, right? Yeah, he, he he can get out the ball. Well, we we had him on the show a couple of weeks ago, so it's that's all that's all right to say. Uh, let me ask you too, and I think Tommy's Tommy's leading us in a good direction here. What is what are your expectations for the season? Um, it, there's a, you listed a lot of really, um, I think really important players for North Carolina success this year. But uh, again, your perspective: what are you expecting this season from the team as a whole? I'm like I, I'm expecting like uh, I feel like it's going to be a great season. Like like the vibe, the vibe in North Carolina is just like it's like a like a different vibe. Like it's like a strong vibe. Like and I feel like the team is like so together right now, and I just feel like we've been putting in that work. We've been doing extra, you know, you know, we've been putting in a lot of work and I, I could just feel like it's going to be a great season. We are wrapping up here with Willie Lampkin. Last question for me, Willie, and we appreciate you taking time. I know you're busy. Um, you know, college students are busy by themselves, but then you toss in the football thing, you know, yeah. get, but, but let, let me ask you before we get out of here, Hills for Life, you know, they brought us all together to do these players lounges. What, what is Hills for Life in this NIL landscape? mean for a guy like you coming from coastal now you're at north carolina you get the opportunity to see um big time college athletics up close what's nil and hills for life mean to you um it means a lot uh definitely being able to give back to the community where i'm from um it's, it's definitely it's definitely awesome it's an amazing feeling to be able to do that indeed it is uh that is willie lampkin that's Joey Powell. I'm Tommy Thank Ashley. God. This has been, yes, sir. This has been the Players Lounge, sponsored by Hills for Life. Like I said, the Tar Heel Football Collective. Great community sport, great player support, but it also goes back to Graham Boone and those guys that run it. Thank you to Willie and everybody else that's joined us on the Players Lounge. Willie, good luck to you. Stay Thank healthy. You. Uh, we'll talk soon. Yes, sir. Thank you. See you, bud. Every sport has their big, juicy controversy. Boxing has the Mike Tyson ear bite. Cycling has Lance Armstrong. Baseball has its steroid era. Curling has... Broomgate. It's a story of broken relationships, houses divided, corporate rivalry, and a performance-enhancing broom. It was a year I'd like to forget. Broomgate. Available now.